Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. So good morning, Christoph. How are you today? Good morning, Victoria. I'm doing quite well. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. Awesome. It's great to have you here on The Best Guest. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, please? Awesome, definitely. So again, my name is Christoph Jenkins. I'm the founder and creator of The Poet Life. And I'm really excited to be here to share what we do here at The Poet Life. Um, so we focus on education, engagement, and entertainment. And so those are our three focuses. And as far as education, we have a nonprofit arm called Poet Life Academy, where we teach kids how to express themselves. Wow, that's really interesting. Yes, through the poetry and the arts. And uh, it really is effective. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's how they communicate anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we just like uh, we just said, you know, why don't we, you know, kind of change things up a bit because, you know, they've taken the arts out of schools. Yes. So this is our opportunity to put art back into the schools. And so uh, it's been working out really well as it relates to that. But on the adult side of things, we mm-hmm. also have Poet Life University where we right. teach uh, uh, adult artists and creatives how to create uh, a career out of their art. Okay, that's really good. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's necessary. You know, if you mm. think about university, the students who pursue a degree in art, yeah, they don't. Well, I'll say the university doesn't really teach about the sustainment of the art. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll they'll teach how to hone their craft and for the students to get really good at their art. Yeah. But then when they get out to the world, they won't know how to uh, create a lifestyle or a career out of it. That's it. And there's so much around the starving artist exactly. image that you have, and that's not necessary. It's It really isn't. <laughs> if they simply added some business classes into mm-hmm. the curriculum, right? And so uh, our goal really is to, you know, capture and gather up those artists who uh, have a desire to mm-hmm. have a art career, but also soon get into mm-hmm. university and start incorporating just mm-hmm. like the grade school, but incorporating yeah. the business into the art aspect of the education. Yeah, that's really valuable. So what does um, a career look like for some of your graduates? Good question. So (laughs) it really looks like the connotation of the word poetry. And that speaks of poetry is a creative and attractive way to present a message. Mm -hmm. If you think of it that way, then you would ask yourself, who needs that? Right? Right. Like all companies and organizations who are trying to make any type of money is trying to creatively and attractively present their message to the masses. Yeah. 
So it would behoove them to connect with and hire a poet who has the ability to poetically speak, poetically write, but also mm -hmm. think creatively mm -hmm. and kind of strategize um, how to connect with audiences that may not be in the same demographic, the same nationality and speak the same language. Yeah. But you know, art and music, right? They, they, they're universal. And yes. so it's like an adapter to the mm -hmm. barriers of um, one person speaking one language and the other speaking another. So uh, it's been working out really well. Our students are, are thriving and mm -hmm. creating careers where it's not just the performative aspect of the art, but it's also the functional aspect of the art. Do you work with poets where you live or is it more of a global service? It's global. Yeah, definitely. Just like you and I are speaking right now, um, I speak with poets uh, across the world utilizing the internet. And oh, okay. We're, <laughs> we're having coaching sessions, group sessions, just like this on, on, on Zoom. Wow. I think it's so powerful. I went to a conference and one of the speakers opened with a poem and everyone goes quiet. It really gets the attention, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. We call those keynote poets. Okay. Really Indeed. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. With the school's work that you do, do you actually go into schools or is it after school activities you do with the children? Sure. It's actually both. Right. So we offer in school mm -hmm. and after school. So depending on the de desires and need of, you know, the school, we will offer both. And so for the schools who have after school programs. But are interested in the in school program, we will offer that and vice versa. Um, what what age group do you work with? K through 12, basically kindergarten through 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 high school and. It really depends on the age. Obviously, we're not going to do the same mm -hmm. thing, right? In twelfth grade, then yep. first grade. So, if they're in first grade and they're learning how to read, a lot of people forget that poetry has taught all of us how to read. Yeah, that's true. Right. If you think about the children's books, they all rhyme and have rhythm, right? Because that rhythm and rhyme kind of gives us a pattern. And in and a, a way to remember our letters, our sounds and right. So we just kind of bring it back to that. I think a lot of people forget that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I was just thinking through the books that I read to my children when they were young. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Who are your favorite poets? Hmm. I, <laughs> Tough one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because I tell my kids all the time because they ask me who are my favorite whatever or what is my favorite mm -hmm. whatever. And I, I don't really do favorites. Mm -hmm. I, I in all aspects of life, I think I did when I was a kid. Like my favorite color was red, you know. Okay. And my favorite food was, and I think still is, seafood. Um, but other than that, uh, I would have to say uh, Langston Hughes. You know, that's going to be the the go to. You know, uh, <laughs> but I love. I love current poets and one poet that I'm really into, his name is Obie West, uh, okay. O-B-I-E West. Um, he, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty awesome. 
Uh, he's been on our podcast, the Poet Life podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brandon Leak, who actually won America's Got Talent, I think in 2020, 2020 or 2021. I can't I can't remember. It was during the pandemic. So, you know, that time is like it didn't happen, you know. So um, but yeah, I, I would have to say, you know, one ancestor and and uh two two current poets. I, I like to think about the current poets and a lot of times people when they think of poetry their limited knowledge and experience with poetry is when they were in high school and they were learning about dead poets yeah and analyzing their poems and hmm, what did they think when they wrote this Mm. you know but for yeah definitely when we when we're into the schools that's not the curriculum the curriculum is what are you thinking like what's on your mind what's bottled up inside to where we can use poetry as a tool and and flush out all of the feelings the burdens inside of you and let's get you to writing and use poetry as a release and a way to express yourself so it's kind of a little different how we operate now I see. That's really that's really interesting. Yeah, because when I was at school, that's what we did. You know, Siegfried Sassoon and exactly. yeah, <laughs> the war and yeah, all that kind of thing. It's so good though, because I think as you were saying it over here as well, it's the same in schools. It's very functional. The English lessons they're all about breaking up the sentence and what does this part mean and it's the creativity I think is largely gone. So it's so good that you're providing this service. Sure, sure, definitely, definitely. And what do you do with the really little children? Do you teach them to write or is it more about reading? It really is, again, about self-expression. So we don't really press them or pressure them to write. It is simply express yourself, right? So if they want to draw or color and we talk about the words that might rhyme, so, so we can use rhyme to teach them about words right and you know cat hat bat like that's the origin of where all things rhyme and that is very effective when it comes to their educational pattern and and English teachers like really applaud what we do because it helps them along in the way and they also incorporate some of that rhythm and rhyme into what they do in their classroom yeah that's really good so what got you into the poet life why did you start it I started writing in poetry in first grade okay. uh, yeah interestingly enough and so that's how I'm able to relate to that younger age because in the first grade in Washington, D.C., I was given assignment or our classmates and myself were given an assignment to create a poetry book from scratch. I mean, the binding and the stapling of the paper into the binding and, you know, that blank page in the, <laughs> in, in the, in the front of the book and the copyright page and everything. Just think about how expansive our minds were at the time to like learn all of that and but also to write the poetry as well and and that was 89 or so 
1989 or so, around, I guess, 88, uh, age six and seven, first grade. And and that was when I think we had our, that was the, our first computer. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, it, you know, the computer, yeah, the computer was like ugly green. It was mm-hmm. like the Acer <laughs> processor. Yeah. And, um, and so we had to print out the poetry that we wrote and, place it in the book and and stay. so it was it was it was an amazing project that ultimately turned into this and so I really thought to myself if that did that for me from the first grade I can only imagine the seeds mm-hmm. the harvest that the students will produce as well so yeah, just just self experience, life experiences. Yeah, that's excellent. So you've loved poetry then, some from when you were quite little. Oh, most definitely, and ever since then, I've been trying to figure out how to do poetry as a lifestyle, and so the words, as you can see, just kind of flow through me, and you know, through discussing with people, and unfortunately, you know, those people were like, "There's no money in poetry." right for or forever and I was like okay all right so what should I you know and then you go into what do you want to do when you grow up and then you think about the list of occupations that you know the doctor the engineer choose one asking which one has the most money in it you know I do (laughs) yeah that's you know that it it really doesn't make sense to me to ask a child what they want to be when they grow up and they have no clue about what a doctor does, how long it takes for them yeah, to be in school. Completely. And it just, you know, and so I have three daughters, four, six, and eight. And I, I don't ask that question. I ask, what do you want to create right now? That's a good question. Especially in 2023, they can create what they would like. And my oldest, when she was six, she she became an author. She wrote a children's book. And so all of my children will be authors by the age of seven. And because that's creating an asset where when they're 30, they can pick their book up and continue to sell it. That's lovely. Yeah. What a good idea. And so when I go into the school, I can ask that question. What do you want to create right now? And I get the answers like, I want to create a clothing line. And I, well, I'm like, well, if, well, wrong side. <laughs> uh, if you see here, this is my merchandise, my clothing line. I can teach you how to create a clothing line. You see what I'm saying? And so they're like, like right now, as a at my age, I can, I'm so, well, my six-year-old at the time wrote a book at six and they're like 12. You know, they're like, really? She's half my age, you know. So, yeah, it's just like not just giving them examples, but becoming one. Do you do team building days with companies? So what does that look like? Yeah, that's a lot of fun with companies. You know, if you if you think about employees, they focus on the skill that they were hired for, right? Project manager, HR, whatever it might be. But those employees are also talented outside of work. So you would think that an open mic is simply 
for after work and for the artists to hone their craft and commune together. But it is also a great way to team build within a company because, again, those employees are also creative and artists. You, you, you don't know that the coworker next to you plays the guitar, they're in a band, they write poetry, right? And to give as a CEO or, you know, a, a business owner of a company to give a platform for your employees to mm-hmm. express themselves, right? Creatively, that, that, that brings the tension down and allows you to get to know your staff, your coworkers and say, wow, I didn't know that you were in a band. Even the, like my, when I was working, my boss, I come to find out he was in a band on the weekends and would travel. And, you know, I was like, you're in a band, like real starchy, you know, and like, like a, like a band band, guitar and everything. And, but that like starts conversations that resolves um, issues amongst employees, because it's kind of hard to be fussing and arguing with someone who also writes poetry like you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then, you know, you just kind of comrades then because we're the only two poets in here and now we can talk poetry, you know, like you're actually really cool in here. Like, you know, before I just thought you, you know, were just like telling on me when I was (laughs) taking a break for too long. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it, it's very effective in that way. Just art and uh, um, your passions being incorporated into the corporate world is it's like going on a retreat at work. Excellent. What kind of um, organizations do you work with? All organizations, actually. Right now, we're working with some tobacco control organizations and one of the services that we provided was a poetry contest, actually. You know, competition like really sparks attraction and, and creativity. And so an organization reached out and they had the foresight to, to ask us, could we create a poetry contest where the, the poets wrote and performed their poetry as it relates to the organization's mission and message? So all of the performances, like like an ambassador, spoke to their cause and their message that they were trying to get to the, the local community and the masses. And so the poets were able to tie their experiences as a challenge because a lot of the poets were like, tobacco, what do I write? But when they got the information... And then they thought about a family member being affected by cigarettes or, you know, the all forms of tobacco. And like, oh, my mother had lung cancer because she smoked for so long, right? And so they were able to tie the information with the experience. And it was an amazing, amazing event. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you about your services, where's the best place for them to go? Sure. Like like I teach the poets, you want to make it easy for people to find you You and ultimately book you, right? 
right? You know, you don't want to be some uh, have a one handle on one platform and a different handle on the next. So we are the poet life all across the internet, right? So thepoetlife.com and everything social media is the poet life. Perfect. That's nice and easy. Thanks so much for coming on and talking to us today. Most definitely. Thank you for having me. Visit www.victoriabenyon.com to book a free podcast guesting strategy session with one of our team. Using the information you provide when you book, we'll get to know you and your business better so you get the most value from your strategy call. You will come away from this 30-minute session with huge value. We'll share our top tips for being a podcast guest and up to five suggestions of perfect fit podcasts you can approach. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest Podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.